Hello, everyone. My name is Sarah. And I'm Lola. And we are co-hosts of the show, No No One Else. else. And today, we're bringing back one uh, Reddit Reddit thread. I don't know. Uh, Subreddit? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We're bringing one of them back. And it's, uh, what is it? Mystery unresolved mysteries r slash unresolved mysteries wow do i know what we're doing no no and this week you're supposed to be the one that knows what's going on i'm so sorry i'm so sorry um but yeah we're doing that sarah is gonna be reading off some mysteries that uh we did i don't know was it a couple of episodes back i think so yeah we didn't finish them uh there was a couple that we didn't get too so we're gonna do them today and i'm excited because uh those are really fun i really enjoyed listening to those yes and um so a reminder again this is under r slash slaft slaft r slash unresolved mysteries um and again as per usual we don't go by the content of the stuff we just look at the title and go from there yeah so that's what all this is about we just go off the title so and and oh okay and <laughs> sorry i just want to add we are on episode 60 wow how the frick are we on episode 60 wow where's the bell <laughs> ding <laughs> ding bell but that's nuts yeah 60 that's 60 weeks we've gone on this crazy journey for 60 episodes wow wow We've had our ups and we've had our downs, but mostly ups. Yes. Lots Um, of ups on on our episode. Lots of ups. And I'm excited for 60 more. Yeah. And 2024 is right around the corner and season three is going to be coming. Oh, my season three. What? (laughs) That's so weird to think that season three. We were we would be doing this for three years. Yeah. No, two years. Two years. Two. Because technically it would be two years. Yeah. That's nuts season three technically two years because our first year when it was technically zero it was when it was our episode yeah you know what i mean yeah i know what what you mean mean. i know what you mean you guys know what i mean too i'm excited and honestly we are planning a lot of things and as soon as my schooling is done those things are gonna happen because uh your girl is still in school right now so it'll be wrapping up pretty soon and i'm excited for the new things that we've been planning and i can't wait for all of you guys to see it and hear it and learn about it i don't know all the good stuff (laughs) all All of it all the good stuff um but yeah we're gonna get into the reddits now and thank you guys for following along and actually listening to us yeah 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 Yeah. ditto ditto anyways uh did you want to start off with the first mystery Yes. So um, let's get into the first one. So the first one, going off the title, the title says a woman with a flower tattoo has finally been identified 30 years after being found dead in a river. Yo. Honestly, it's a good thing to have tattoos because it can help people identify you if you end up going missing Uh or something like that's what it seems to be considering the title. Yeah. You know what? Like certain characteristics of people. If you're unique and you do things outside the box and you're not just like, I don't know how to say this and not sound rude. Ordinary. You're you're not like plain Jane, I guess I should say. Um, People will notice and certain things like, for example, like your mannerisms when texting. Right. If you text a certain way. People would know, like, for example, if I'm talking to Sarah, I'm texting Sarah. I know that she will never like text me like without grammar. She she's a really good texter. She's a really good writer. So whenever she texts me, like if it's off just by a little, I'm like, is this Sarah? Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing, because if there's like certain things that you do, like certain habits that you have, and if it switches just slightly, people will notice and it can help people you know solve mysteries honestly um but yeah tattoos too i guess yeah i i can't get a tattoo but yeah tattoos too yes (laughs) tattoos so let's get into it 
Uh, it says a woman who had previously been unidentifiable only by a distinctive flower tattoo on her body has been identified 31 years after she has been found dead in a river. Rita Roberts was 31 years old and had moved to Antwerp uh, from Cart. Pardon me. I might be saying this wrong. Cardiff, 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 Cardiff yeah. in February 1992. OK, I'm going to stop you there for a second. So we are talking about someone that has passed and we are not being we are not trying to be disrespectful. We are going to go into this mystery um, with as much respect um, to the people that have passed and to their families. Um, but yeah, you can continue. Yes. Thank you for prefacing <laughs> yeah. that. I apologize. I should have prefaced that, but I did not. So yes, obviously no intention to cause any harm. We are just um, bringing some education to both ourselves and to yeah. you guys. And we're just reading a story. That yes. We found. And we're, yes, we're just reading a story that we found on the internet. Yeah. Um, so continuing on. She was murdered in the Belgian city four months later, and her body was found against a grate in the river in Groot. Oh, I might be saying this wrong. Groot Schijn, S C H I J N. So I might have been pronouncing that wrong. Mm. Uh, for three decades, her body remained unidentified, but an un. Oh, yo, yo, this is just my brain. Sorry, this is <laughs> my brain. <laughs> Uh, an international appeal that was launched into the cold case this year has solved the mystery. Mm. A relative saw the appeal and recognized the distinctive tattoo. Mm. Her family say they were, quote, heartbroken, but have thanked the police forces involving their help to give back her identity and enabling them to know that she is at rest. Yeah. Wow. That's actually crazy because then. For so many years, they didn't know, mm -hmm. like, what happened to my family member and where are they type of thing. And they find, wow. And then just that tattoo is someone was like, I recognize that tattoo. Yeah. It's wow. like, for example, because I have three tattoos on me. Yeah. I have a flamingo on my leg. I have a flower vines on my left hand. Yeah. And then I have like a face and like a camera and a plane yeah. on my other yeah. arm. So I have like kind of distinctive tattoos. So it's like hypothetically knock on wood. But it's like if I... Thank you. Um, it's like if I ended up going missing and then all of a sudden there was like a video that was circling the Internet being like, oh, this girl with a flamingo ta uh, tattoo on her leg. Yeah. You'd probably look at that and be like, Sarah has a flamingo tattoo yeah. on her leg and yeah. she is missing. What? And then then it would start yeah. like clicking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. So, so continuing on. It says the international appeal was launched in May of this year. Um, when was this posted? Oh, 24 days ago. Oh. Um, so it is 2023. Yeah. Um, launched in May of this year by Belgian, Dutch, and German police in collaboration with Interpol, who all sought the public's help in identifying 22 women believed to have been murdered. One of those cold cases known as, quote, the woman with the flower tattoo dated back on June 3rd, 1992, when a woman's body was found in a river in Antwerp. Damn. Her most striking physical feature was a tattoo on her left forearm of a black flower with green leaves and the words R. Nick written mm -hmm. underneath. For three decades, the victim remained nameless. Rita's last had contact with her relatives had been via postcard sent in May of 1992. On May 10th, 2023, Operation Identify Me was launched, receiving significant coverage and generating some 1,250 tips from the public. A family member of Rita's in the United Kingdom recognized the tattoo on the news app and notified Interpol and, B and Belgian authorities via the Identify Me appeal webpage. Mm. The family then traveled to meet the investigators in Belgium and formally identified their missing relative through distinguishing personal identifiers. Mm. Antwerp's family court is now being petitioned to have Rita's death certificate amended to reflect her identity. Oh, damn. Yeah. Damn. A woman who had previously been identifiable, on identifiable sorry, only by a distinctive flower tattoo on her body has been identified 31 years after she was found dead in a river. Rita Roberts was 31 and moved to Antwerp from Cardiff in February 1992. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You've probably seen the shock in my... 31 year years old? Yeah. And on the 31st, they, they identified her? 31 years after she was found yeah. dead. So it's like 31... 
she was 31 years old. So that means she would have been 62? 61? Or no, she was 31, but then yeah. 31 years passed, so that'd be 62. Okay. Yeah. But that's like, just That's insane. like another lifetime of hers has gone past. That's insane, though. Like, the 31, she's 31 years old, right? And then 31 years later. Yeah. That's insane. I don't know. That's, that was just that was just a striking thing to me. Yeah, it's I was like, gonna say. I was like, you like, were shocked. Yeah. you like covered your mouth. You were in that much yeah, shock. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. It was it it it. Uh, that's crazy. That is so crazy to me. And so, just for the last little stretch here, it says she was murdered in the Belgian city four months later, and her body was found against a grate in the river in Groot. Uh, again, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong. Groot Shin. Yeah. Uh, for three decades, her body remained unidentified, but an international appeal was um that was launched into the cold case this year has solved the mystery a relative saw the request and recognized the distinctive tattoo her family said that they were heartbroken but have thanked the police forces why do i feel like i've already read that i think you did um i don't know why because it's literally the next paragraph uh now that her identity now that her identity is known belgian authorities are um calling on the public for any other information they have on rita or the circumstances surrounding her death mm. which was described as have been violent um this can be submitted via online form on the interpol's website interpol secretary general just hold the this is probably gonna be a hard name for me to pronounce i apologize yeah. jurgen stock said quote after 31 years an unidentified murdered woman has been given her name back and some closure has been brought to her family. Such cases underline the need to connect to police worldwide, especially when the missing persons are involved. Yeah. And then it gives you the link to where this all, where this information came from, which uh, is http slash www.walesonline.co.uk slash news and talks about the woman flower tattoo finally identified. Yeah. So for those of you that might actually know anything, yeah, you should report it. Yes. Um, but let's get into it. It's sad. It's honestly sad because you think that you lose hope sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and if someone goes missing and like, God forbid, but you and, and you don't know what happened to them, that that can be, I, I can't even imagine how stressful and how much that eats away at someone's life. Although you you know, time goes by and then you put it in the back burner, but it's still there. You know, it's still like the memories are still there. And and I don't know, there's a because I watch some true crimes and there's a term that they use for people that can't be identified. I don't remember what it is exactly. Um, I don't know if it's like missing jane or something like that or it's like maybe oh, another jane doe jane doe thank jane you. doe so it, it, it's it's crazy that this person didn't have her name on like on her gravestone because that's what they they identify her as as jane doe when they bury her right and for her to have that name for 31 years and then finally get her own identity back that's insane Mm -hmm. um but another thing that was really striking to me is the fact that there was other women and i'm wondering like is it like a serial killer situation or is it like a single like single person that did this to this person or you know i don't know It, it it's scary to think that there's actually there's a lot of serial killers that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. And that shit is scary. This is going to sound very random, but I thought I've read or heard somewhere on the internet that yeah. um, out of anyone's course of lifetime, they walk past seven serial killers in their life or something. Wow. It was something ridiculous like that. It was like they walk past like five or seven of them in yeah. your lifespan. That's crazy. And I'm like, just think about that. I'm like, that's nuts that's crazy that's almost like one every like 10 years depending yeah. on what age you live till that's you crazy. just wa- randomly walk past a serial killer and you don't even realize it and another thing that's kind of like scary too is that you think that people that might hurt you are people that are random but it's not no majority of the time it's, it's like people you family. know yeah 
Yeah, people you know, people that you trust, people that you consider to love. And when you think about it that way, you lose hope in 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 the world, to be honest. You lose hope in humanity. And you got to just kind of look past that because if you think about it, it's like you're going to shut yourself out. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad. I'm very happy for that family that ended up um, giving her identity back and giving her name back. So I'm glad for that. I'm happy that they finally, I guess, put a rest to it. But they're still investigating things. Yeah. Um. To as to what happened to her. So if you if you know, um. Yeah. You should visit that website and, um, help solve the mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going to the next one, um, the next one that I have here is called The Unsolved Death of Dr. Mary Sherman. Are you uncomfortable? I'm, I'm so kinda, sorry. I'm kinda, Hold on. I'm all right. Oh, okay, okay. Let me, let me move over. When we're when ah, we're all we snug in a bug in a rug yeah. here as, on the couch, we can only go as close to each other as we can without sitting on each other's laps. Yeah, sorry. You were seeing like I was, it was like, like awkwardly <laughs> leaning over. It's fine. It's fine. I was like, you're uncomfortable. A little so bit. <laughs> let me just move a little. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> so anyway, so the unsolved death of uh, Dr. Mary Sherman um, at 4 a.m. Yes, at 4 a.m. July 21st, 1964, a unseemingly routine call came into the New Orleans police. Uh, Juan, I might be pronouncing this wrong. Um, Juan Valdez, Valdez, um, mm. a tenant at the patio's apartments on St. Charles Avenue could smell smoke. Um, officers arrived at the scene to find a blaze in apartment J at the back of the building. Firefighters hauled out a burning mattress and found the body of, um, Dr. Mary Sherman lying face up on the floor. Mm. She was severely burned on her right side. Her liver, intestines, and charred lung were exposed. And her right arm and right torso were gone. By the way, trigger warning. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is a little yeah. graphic. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I guess I should have clarified that before I continued on. But yeah, sorry. This is going to be a little graphic by the looks of it. Um, so if you're queamish about that, please. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe today is not a good week for you to yeah. be popping in. Maybe come back next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we don't since we don't know anything about the stories um, and we're just reading based off the title we are gonna give you a trigger warning we don't know what what uh story yeah Yeah. we don't know what story has gruesome detail or like sensitive um content so please sign off um or just skip forward and see what's going on or just sign off i'm sorry but come back next week (laughs) yes so anyway um it was just talking about how there was the fire and um the body was found on the mattress or sorry on the floor and then the burning mattress um, and blood splatter on the walls, floor, and chest indicated that she has been stabbed there in her apartment. Damn. She was sliced through the heart and several times in the abdomen and on her left arm, possible self-defense wounds. Okay. Aside from the bed, there was a minimal fire damage to the room. The curtains and furniture were unaffected. A look on, sorry, a look at the door, locks n- uncovered, no, cons- no conclusive evidence of a break-in. Sherman's white purse, her jewelry, and even prescription drunks, drunks, drugs, drunks, <laughs> her prescription drunks, her prescription, pr- wow, prescription drugs. There you go. There we go. You just have to break it down ever so slowly. Uh, we're all still there. Oh, okay. Uh, neighbors told the police that Sherman's car, a white 1960 Valorant, was missing from its usual parking spot at the complex. Um, at the address I don't think I'm going to name. Yeah, don't know. Um, and then the detectives found it at 1.08 p.m. that day, about nine blocks from Sherman's house, uh. parked in the whatever address this is showing me. Um, a tube of lipstick, an empty Diet right. Diet right? Is it? Does that mean like kind of like, I mean, a soda of some sort, I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like a ginger ale or something. Yeah, probably. Um, an empty Diet right can and a black perfume dispenser lay on the street. A spent cartilage of a tear gas container was found nearby. Huh. The car keys were missing until the following day when a when a man's when a man clipping a hedge three blocks away at this street found them. No fingerprints were recovered. 
The coroner ruled that Sherman had been killed by a stab wound in the heart. Ow. Okay, that, I'm sorry, but stabbing someone in the heart, that's like very personal. Yeah. That's like a, like, revenge type of anger. Like, that's like so much anger towards someone that you stab them in the heart. I want to know who it is. Like, it has to be someone this person knows. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, maybe like, an ex-lover. Maybe that's someone what I was they're, thinking. you know, I don't know if they're married or anything. Maybe it's someone that they are divorcing. Maybe it's like just something so bad that it, you would have to hate someone to just stab them in the heart. Yeah. And it didn't seem like, it doesn't seem like they um just stabbed one It was spot. like multiple, yeah. It looked like this person wanted to shred this poor woman up yeah right yeah so and then the last sentence or paragraph i guess here says uh through the murder occurred though the murder occurred 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 uh though the murder occurred jesus this is hard for me today wow (laughs) over 50 years ago it remained unsolved and theorists and crime writers have alleged have alleged alleged have alleged a government cover-up as well as connections to the assassination of John F. Kennedy. What? Which occurred eight months prior. What? What? I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Wow, they really saved the best for last, didn't they? (laughs) Okay. Um, Maybe it was like a... they think that it was connected a to a government cup. Like, so the assassination of John F. Kennedy happened. And then this lady was used as a cover up for that. What if it's like, what? What if it's like, she was a part of it in a, in a, in a way <laughs> we're not getting comfortable no, today. <laughs> we're having a hard time. Anyway, <laughs> um, maybe it's like, but a cover up. Is she like well known? Is she like a what's well, it doctor, right? Yeah. So I don't know. What if like she was a part of something and like she had to get be get, like be gone? You know, maybe she yeah. knew something. Maybe that. But then it doesn't make sense because it's a stab to the heart. If you're trying to get rid of someone. You're not going to go straight to the heart. You might go through the throat. I don't know, something. But not go for the heart. Like, no. Because that's, like, I think that's personal. That's like a personal, I want you dead. I hate you. You're heartless type of stabbing. Yeah. You know? If you think someone's heartless, where do you stab them first? In the heart. You know? So I think it's, I don't think it, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's information we don't know. I think so. I feel like there's probably somewhere buried on the internet. There's more information that we don't know. Because yeah. again, this is just a subreddit. It, like yeah. it's not like a a credo like a credible like news link. Yeah. So or it's, any articles about it. Exactly. Or like yeah. yeah. So I'm sure there is different information that we are missing. Yeah. And that hasn't been mentioned. Yeah. Really. Yeah. There I'm, has to be like like police reports that we don't have obviously this is just a reddit um story so um yeah there there has to be information we don't have access to and especially if they're connecting like true crime you know i don't know what they're called but um true crime people yes (laughs) Well, crime today? crime junkies is that what they call themselves sure, sure. don't quote me on that i don't know i'm or like academic people that yeah. have looked into it um that they're saying oh it's like a cover-up mm-hmm. but from what that little little information that we have i feel like it's like a personal attack because like sarah why would you stab someone in the heart if you're not if you don't hate them yeah it seems very personal right? in the sense like you wouldn't just stab someone just for funsies and be like, oh, ha ha, stab, stab, stab. Oh, ha ha, just for funsies. Like, no, it yeah. you especially that such harm yeah. in the heart. Yeah. Specifically that one targeted area. That means it's probably 
yeah. intentional. It's more like you're a heartless biatch. So sorry. <laughs> so sorry. But it's like that's the type of anger you would have towards yeah. someone. And another thing, it can't be someone just random because if it was like a thief, right? First of all, they wouldn't just stab you there either. But also they would take things. And it, it looked like her jewelry was still there. Mm-hmm. her all of her other important her things, prescription drugs were still there still there right so it wasn't like a thief trying to take something and be like oh i'm gonna steal these things and go sell it and whatever the hell right yeah. it uh, and another odd thing too no fingerprints and that house fire that not only the house fire no fingerprints this this poor lady was literally mutilated like the like her body was there is missing parts right Mm -hmm. that and then no fingerprints this person had to be smart because regardless you will leave evidence minor tiny evidence you'll leave it yeah right so this person seemed to be knowing like what they're doing in order to not find any evidence like any no fingerprints no nothing I don't know. I don't know. That's tough, tough. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway. A next one. Okay. <laughs> so this one might be a widow sad. Okay. But um, they've all been. They've all sad. been. I mean, yeah. what am I talking about? Yeah, they're all sad. They're I don't, all sad. I don't want to make it sound like I'm some sociopath that doesn't feel anything. <laughs> um, They're all sad. Sarah uh, is secretly <laughs> heartless. Just I'm a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> We should do that test. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why does that sound like a fun idea? Tune in next week where we figure out if we're psychopaths or sociopaths. Yeah, what's the difference? Sociopath. I thought a psychopath is like where they'll just like do things uh. and then not feel bad for. No, that's sociopath. I think a sociopath is where you just do something uh. and don't feel bad for it, uh. where it's like. A psychopath is where you can do something but still feel bad for it. Uh-huh. Like, it's something even if it's, like, super out of pocket. Huh. Interesting. Don't quote me on that. Uh-huh. I'm no dictionary. I'm no doctor. <laughs> I didn't consult the internet either. I'm just going <laughs> off of my brain and my thoughts here. So, I might be right. I might be wrong. Lola's dying. <laughs> Lola's dying as I'm trying to continue the conversation. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next one. It's yes. still sad. Yes. Um, so the title for this says pregnant and gone in a gone in the night. Where is 12 year old, um, Melina or sorry, Selena Mays. Uh, I'm sorry, 12 years old. That's what it says in the title. 12 year old Selena Mays. uh, Pregnant and missing. And gone in the night. Willingboro, New Jersey, December 16th, 1996. Yo, what? Okay, we're, we're going to not say that. We're going to continue. We're going to continue. Okay, let's get started. Selena Jeanette Mays was born nine, May 28th, 1984. Mm. Her parents, CJ Mays and Lynn Vit, Vitale, Vitale um, had a, tr- quote, um, tremulous, end quote, relationship. Both parents had an addiction problem and there were several instances of domestic violence. Mm. However, Lynn overcame her addiction and Selena lived with her uh, for most of her childhood. Lynn got a job as well as a school as a school custodian, but in 1994 um, suffered a brain aneurysm and would die. Initially, Selena, I believe so. Yes, Selena uh, Lynn was the mother's name. Initially, Selena would move in with some of Lynn's friends, but would eventually move in with her father, CJ, and her stepmom. Several and also... Several other relatives also lived with CJ. According to the Charlie Project and other sources, CJ worked as an accountant slash bookkeeper for the Gospel of Christ Ministries in Mount Holly, New Jersey. Okay. Uh, Selena's aunt, Sir, I might say this wrong, Sarita, Sarita, mm. C-E-R-I-T-A, Sarita okay. Smith, um, was a pastor of this church. Um, because Selena was living in the Mays family home, she was being raised in this church. The Gospel of Christ Church had very strict views on things, so Selena was homeschooled and apparently rarely left the house. Huh, interesting. 
Hmm. As Sorry. So, as soon as religion was brought into this, I was like, oh, that's, that's exactly my with thought. A lot of other stories that I have heard online yep. or in yep. documentaries, whenever religion is involved, that's where things tend to go south. I feel like sometimes people just they go crazy. Yeah. When it comes to religion. Yeah. They're they get very involved. There are some like there I'm not bashing anyone's religion, right? But sometimes there are really radical, crazy individuals that use their religion to to justify what they're doing. Right. And that's, in my opinion, that's kind of wrong. Mm-hmm. Not kind of, that's wrong. Yeah. So continuing on, it says that she was homeschooled and rarely left the house. Yep. Uh, once article put, one article put it best, and I'm assuming... This is what they said. Yeah. Uh, her family structure was curated in a way where she had very little access to the, quote, outside world. Okay. Making this case narrowed down to those in her small world. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Former members of the Gospel of Christ Church accused them of, quote, brainwashing techniques on the um, congregates. Congregates. Mm-hmm. Um, there were complaints from former congregates about this brainwashing. However... It's unclear what these techniques were and what, if anything, uh, it has to do with what happened to Celia. These are all alleged. We don't know if it's true. Just no. Prefacing yep. that. No clue. We're just reading some random story <laughs> on the internet. This is allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, at the time, Celia vanished in December 19... 19- or sorry, December 1996, mm. uh, she was nine months pregnant. Oh, she was about to pop. Nine months. Okay. Can we just take Wait, it back she, just a little hold bit? Hold on. Yes. Can we just take it back? So she was raised as in in a bubble, right? Yes. Not going out anywhere, not, not really being involved in, quote, real world situations. Right. Um, how the fuck did she get pregnant? That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. I was also and never mentioned anything about a significant other. Not at twelve years old. Not only that. Not only that, but isn't like most religions like don't they kind of look down on if if people get pregnant when they're not married? That's looked down upon. Typically, depends right? on depends on what branch of religion, but I believe it is typically looked down right? upon. She's twelve. She's a child. She's twelve. Is she is she married? What's going on? What happened? What's happening? And how? What? And so many questions. So many questions. So many questions. Continue, please. Yes, I'm like I really hope that they give us some more answers. Yeah. Um. So now, when she vanished, it was December 1996, and she was nine months pregnant. Uh, the baby was due around December 29th. Oh, is she a New Year's baby? Uh, and disturbingly, Celia was 12 years old, and it was unclear who the father of the baby was. Fuck. Mm, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like I that. I don't like that. I don't like it. Um, Celia would not identify the father, or sorry, Celia would identify not the father, but if this man was an adult, uh, he could have been charged with rape because Celia's Celia would have only been 11 when she would have become pregnant. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my fucking God. So, she, okay. Okay. Let's let's just clarify something because I think I'm getting it wrong. So, she said it wasn't the father. She um, clarified that it was not her father. She would identify not the father, but if this man was an adult. So, so she's not saying it's... it. She's just like... So, she's saying that... I'm confused. Why am I not understanding this? I think from how I'm reading this, it sounds like that they're saying that she like because everyone was like, who's the father of the child? Yeah. And she wouldn't say who the father is, but okay. she would only say like, oh, it, it was an adult or it was not an adult. OK, OK, OK. That I, makes more that's sense. How I'm, that's yeah, how yeah, I'm yeah, understanding yeah, yeah. it. I was trying to put that in, together, but my brain was not braining there. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that's how I'm understanding it is yeah. like they would be like, oh, who's the father? And she would be like, oh, it wasn't oh, it, yeah, it, it yeah, wasn't yeah. an adult. Yeah, she doesn't want to say who it is. Yes. So, so from my understanding, that's how it all so is going she's on. Saying she, so she's not even saying if it, it is an adult or not. 
Uh, she was unclear who the father of the baby was, but she would, but she would identify not the father, but um, if this man was an adult. Okay. And he and he could have been charged with rape um, because Selena would only have been 11 when the time she became pregnant. Mm. And then Selena's OBGYN uh, would later say that at Selena's appointment two days before she vanished, that further was a 16-year-old and not a member of the Gospel of Christ Church. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, this doctor would also say that Selena was, in, uh, in brackets or in quote, uh, emotionally mature um, but didn't seem to press her on the matter of how she became pregnant. Uh, CJ would later claim that he had threatened Celia with paternity tests to find out who the father was. According to the Charlie Project, um, information concerning Celia's child, sorry, Celia's child's father and statements made by others were purely speculation, although it has been rumored that one of Celia's uh, cousins fathered her child. So Celia's cousin fathered her child. Another theory was that Selena met the father while out roller skating in Camden County, New Jersey. On the evening of December 15, 1996, Celia went to the church with her family and her family then had an ice cream together. Uh, apparently, this was a normal day. Selena went into bed around 11 p.m. that night while saying goodnight to her stepmother. Selena said, quote, thanks for everything before going to bed. Uh, the next morning, Selena's little sister went to go wake her up, but Selena was not in her room. Selena or someone else had put pillows in her bed to make it look like she was still sleeping there. Mm. However, Selena's purse, prenatal, prenatal vitamins and other belongings were still there. Mm. There has been uh, various unconfirmed sightings of Selena after she vanished two of which were in nearby New Jersey towns. In 2000, a man in Texas claimed that a, um, that a woman resembling Selena was working for him, but, he was, uh, but it was a mistaken identity. Initially, CJ and other family members believed that Selena planned her own disappearance so that she wouldn't have to say who the, baby father's, who the baby's father was, but this was before CJ stopped cooperating with the police. Both sides of Selena's family accused the other of hiding the girl for some reason. Lynn's family was um, especially suspicious of the gospel of Christ Church and its members. Mm. Police checked out all of the local hospitals around the time Selena was supposed to have her baby, but none of them reported such a young girl coming in to give birth. Mm. Selena had family members in Michigan and Florida, but none of them um, reported to have seen her either. Mm. Police believe she may still be alive. Mm. And at the time Selena Mays vanished, she had brown eyes, long wavy black hair, and Selena is biracial, Caucasian, and black, and stood around five foot and weighed around one, weighed around one hundred and twenty pounds. Mm. She was nine months pregnant at the time, and may ooh, sorry, um, she was nine months pregnant at the time, and may have been wearing a red coat. If Selena had her baby, he or she would be turning twenty-seven Damn. near the end of December. And then down below just has. A variety of different links off of um, ABC News, CBS News, um, in investigationdiscovery.com, um, doenetwork.org, the, the medium.com, charlieproject.com. Yeah. yeah, all the citations. Wow. Okay. That's a lot. That's a tough one. I mean, all of them were heart-wrenching, but this one is, I don't know, it's different. It's different, especially because it's a child having a child. Um, and then the whole, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't like the fact that religion is played into this. And I don't like the fact that it was like a third party person saying like, oh, this this individual that got her pregnant was 16. Like, we, that didn't come from her mouth. Mm -hmm. you know that came from a third party person that right. you know it's not from her or the father that's the baby's father um i don't know it's a little it's a little off i'm just gonna say because yeah. my initial thing is oh it was someone from the church mm -hmm. that's my initial it was an adult from the church 
or it was her father. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but because I've watched so many true crime, that that's what initially where I go to. But they're saying like, oh, what if she just because she was fr- like raised in this bubble, right? We don't know how her life was. We have no idea if she was, you know. We we don't know what what her situation was. Like, what if she just wanted to disappear? What if she didn't want to be, like, involved with this family? Mm-hmm. What if she didn't want to be involved with this church? What if, like, we don't know? And another, like, it's alarming that she left, or if she left, I don't know. Um, all her stuff was still there. Mm-hmm. Did she want to make it seem like someone took her, or did someone actually take her? right and then you said that the allegedly the the baby's father like her kid's father like who pregnant who made her pregnant um was he like threatening her and stuff like that like saying oh i'm gonna get paternity tests and stuff like that like how do we know that he didn't do anything that all alleged i'm just wondering i'm just asking questions i'm curious um there's a lot. There's a lot. Because it's word of mouth. It's not from the actual person saying this. Like, we don't know if it is a teenage boy. Um, also, 16-year-old and an 11-year-old. That's kind of wrong. Yeah. That's a uh, age gap. Right? Um, and we can talk about log- logistics of age gaps. But, like, they're both kids. Yeah. You know? And, and the fact that the doctor is like... Oh, she seemed mature for her age. No. Trauma does that to you, babes. Like, like Jesus. No. Hello. She's still a child. Okay. Just because. Just because they seem to be mature. Also, another. This is a very sad statistic. But. A lot of. Okay. How do I say this? A lot of African-American children. When they're just walking about, nobody, nobody takes it like as, because if they're by themselves, they're just walking around. No one takes a second blink to be like, hey, why is this kid by themselves? Right? Hence why they go missing. Mm -hmm. Hence why if they are alone, nobody seems to care because the fact that they say, oh, um, they seem mature. No, bitch, they're kids. Like, I'm sorry, but that shit pisses me off and in my sociology classes we've learned that that happens so much that it is it's truly sad it's truly sad because the amount of things that could have been prevented and a lot of kids could have been saved if people actually took certain people seriously yeah right if you see a child no matter how they look like if they're by themselves, if they're walking around the streets or whatever, stop and be like, I'm I'm sorry, are you lost? Mm-hmm. Do you need help? Are you okay? You know? But no, the amount of, like, research and, like, surveys that have been done, and a lot of people just assume, oh, um, a African-American person, you know, th- their kids and... But, but they seem they seem return they seem strong mm-hmm. they they seem like they know what they're doing but if it's the opposite and if it's another ethnic group right oh this person's lost oh my gosh this baby this kid's lost like that why why mm-hmm. why so i don't like how this doctor was like oh this person seemed mature when they're like what 12 years old yeah. How is a 12-year-old mature? I'm sorry. I'm going on a rant, but I'm irritated. <sighs> She's <agree>. trying to <laughs> compose her trying to compo- compose herself. Jesus Christ. If I can even talk. <laughs> My god. Trying to compose herself. <laughs> trying to compose herself. Oh gosh. Anyways. Continue. So <laughs> I have another one. It's shorter though. So it's not as long as like the last one we read. Um, and then this one may touch home a little bit because this one is a Canadian cold case. Okay. Should we make this one the last one? Or are we good to do another I one? I mean, I'm, it's it's like short, short. Should so we leave this one for last? 
Well, yeah. Sweet and sure. not sweet, but like Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Bittersweet, kind of. Bittersweet, not really. Yeah. Bittersweet, kind of. Not really. Still, 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 um, still a mystery. Still uh, a mystery. Yeah. Still a mystery. So we'll save the Canadian cold case for last. Yep. So the next one is um, the missing and murdered of Norfolk, Norfolk, England, mm-hmm. Susan Long. Norfolk is the fourth largest country in England at 5,230 kilometers, putting it somewhere between Rhode Island and Delaware. At the time of the 2021 consensus, Norfolk had a population of 916,200 Uh, which is just slightly less than the population of Delaware in 2020. Mm. It is still currently considered a rural country. Or sorry, county. My apologies. Um, Susan Long was an 18-year-old from Asylum. I might be saying this wrong. Asylum? A-Y-L-S-H-A-M? Asylum? (laughs) Asylum? You know, it's... It's not like the names and the places is what's fucking me we're royally. Gonna, we're gonna a mess slam, up. A slam. Imagine if I'm actually right. Is it a slam? Maybe. I don't think so. <laughs> we're gonna search it up. I am determined now. I want to see. What did I say? A S. A slam. A slam. I'm determined to know this. A Y L. Okay. A Y L. S. Ooh, S. A slam. Apparently, it's also a um a village in Saskatchewan, Canada. Wow. Okay. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> We're on. from Canada. We didn't even. No, nope, we didn't even know this. Uh, I want a pronunciation. Let's learn this together. <laughs> Hold on. Where is the button? Islesum. I was so off. Islesum. Islesum. Islesome. Islesome. That was bad. Okay. <laughs> a slam. <laughs> a slam. That's Islesome. what it's gonna be called. You know, when the pronunciation, when it says A Y L S H A M, Englishman. <laughs> why does that say Islesome opposed to a slam? Like, when there's an S H A M then there, it's not sham. It's. Islam or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> I'm sorry, but sometimes the silent Ishlam. bullshit, like that shit is annoying. I'm just going to say Islam. Yeah, that's what it Ishlam. is. Okay. Just to, just to fucking spike Google. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. Yes. Um, serious. Be serious, Sarah. <clears throat> serious. Susan. Islam. Susan Long was an 18-year-old from Ashlam, Norfolk, a small town roughly 14 kilometers north of the county city of Norwich. Um, she worked as a clerk in Norwich Union, a insurance company, insurance company now called Aviva, Av- Aviva after a merger, um, and she traveled to by bus. She also had a boyfriend who lived in Norwich. On Tuesday, March 10th, 1970, Susan and her boyfriend visited Gala Dance Hall on St. Stephen's Road. Mm. Susan left about 10.25 p.m. Or yes, soup, 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 Susan left about 10.25 p.m. to catch the bus back to Ashlam, um, which would have arrived in Ashlam Marketplace around 11.10 p.m. <laughs> you know it's our podcast where we, when we make things crackheadness. Ashlam. 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 We just make it our own. Yep. Uh, nobody witnessed her get off the bus, but it is assumed that she did. The bus driver was questioned at the time, but he did not remember. Her body was found in the sorry, her body was found the next morning face down in a puddle by a milkman on Burr Road, uh, about 2.2, sorry, 2.4 kilometers from the marketplace. She had been strangled and sexually assaulted. She was fully clothed, but a bracelet and shoe were missing and have never been recovered. Damn. Uh, Semen was collected as evidence from the scene, which revealed the perpetrator had a rare blood type. Oh. Officers took 
835 blood samples, spoke to 3,700 people, and completed 10,000 questionnaires while knocking on doors. Mm. However, people could refuse to have a blood sample taken. Andy Guy, a cold case manager for Norfolk Police, believes the crime was committed by a local. Mm. There have been various appeals, or sorry, yes, there have been various appeals over the years for people to come forward with information um, that they may have been scared to come forward with before. But mm. as of yet, the case is unsolved. Sadly, Susan's mother passed away without knowing who murdered her daughter. An important role, um, genetic genealogy is not currently used in the UK. More information to be found out why, and that's on the government UK website. And then there's other two, two BBC um, and edp24.co.uk news articles. Okay, that was sad. The last, the last part was so sad that the mom Ashton. didn't <laughs> stop. That was so sad. I'm trying. That to- was sad. That was sad, and that's very unfortunate. And even that her mother never got the mother never got to know closure. What yeah, yeah, that closure. But at least they're together in the sky, and they're together even if it's not how they ideally wanted to be together. Damn. I, it's hard. It's hard because, like, you would think that certain, obviously, like, getting DNA from, like, criminals, it's not that hard. But I think even then it might be hard. But having websites like, you know, Ancestry, whatever, and having all these these websites that take DNA and stuff like that, it can be so useful. It can be so useful for, but then again, like, how would you, would you, would you feel comfortable having the police have access to, to your DNA? Right. You know, like there's so many moral things that go into it and like ethics and everything that goes into it that certain things shouldn't be acceptable, but others should be. And, and in this case, it's like, you can't force anyone to to give you their DNA. You mm-hmm. cannot do that, right? And like websites like that, that sometimes, I don't know, maybe they sell your your information. Maybe they sell your, you know, you, for sure, they, they would sell your information to the police or like yeah. hand it over or whatever, right? So it, it's, it's hard to say that it's okay and it's hard to say that it's not because let's say in this case, if they were allowed... Like if the police was allowed to have these this information, would have would it have been solved on time for the mother to find out what happened to my daughter? Yeah. Or like who did it? Or like put this person in in bars and if they did it to anybody else, right? So it's 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 hard. It's hard to to hear these stories and and be like one thing is right and and another thing is wrong. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate, like, hearing all of that, but, but yeah, I, I basically second everything that yeah. you've already been saying, so there's not much of me <laughs> trying to repeat everything that you just said, because I, I agree with all of it. Yeah. So. All right, let's 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 get to the last story, and um, for those of you that are still listening, uh, how you doing? Are you, uh, are mental you okay? health check, are you doing okay? Yeah, because I'm not okay. I'm not okay. <laughs> Imagine all, like. And there's like podcasts out there. And it's funny. I know even a couple yeah. friends myself where they listen to like these murder mystery yeah. podcasts. Me. Yeah. Where like people listen to those murder murder mystery podcasts or they just like fall asleep listening to these podcasts. And I'm Not like. Not me. I know. <laughs> Not me. The only thing I fall asleep listening to is a fan. Rain sounds. <laughs> a fan for me. Just. <laughs> that's, yeah. what, that's what I listen to. That's what I listen to. And then oh. those. Drip drop, drip drop. Yep, yep, yeah. Because that's what rain sounds like. Drip drop, drip drop. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. what rain sounds like. Drip drop, drip drop. Man, next when when it's this. Than... <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh my gosh. Anyways, how are you guys doing? <laughs> I hope that brought a smile to your yeah, face. I hope so. Um. <laughs> Uh, after this episode, please watch a f- funny movie. 
watch Home Alone. Okay. I was going to say, it's almost Christmas. Yeah. Like Home Alone, yeah. Polar Express. Polar Express. The Santa yeah. Claus movies. Yes. Yeah. Jack Frost. Yeah. Watch watch something wholesome, it. please. Yes. Um, these stories Rudolph are hard. Yeah. Yeah. These stories are hard to listen to. And we're not going to do these all the time. But yeah. Today, we thought we would be different. Yeah. <laughs> Go from the Whisper Challenge to this. Yeah. Night and day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get to the last story. Yes. So the last one is a short one, but it because uh, everything seems to be bullet points. So it's not like full paragraph stories. Right. Um, but this is the Canadian cold case. A missing 10 year old Moraine Chouette, Chouette, a last yeah. seen April 1967. And so it says missing child. Where was or sorry, where is uh, Marianne Chouette uh, last seen in Burlington, Ontario on 19. 19- April 27th, 1967, at 4 p.m., last seen standing in the driveway of her school, Kilbride uh, Public School, speaking to an unknown male who was described as being in his 40s with a thin face and glasses who was driving a dark dark blue slash black compact size European style vehicle with a chrome selection across the back. Mm. Marianne was 10 years old when she went missing. She was last seen wearing a red slash tan reversible jacket, blue sneakers, a blue sweater, and a skirt. She has um, blue slash green eyes, brown hair, stood four, four foot six, and weighed 75 pounds. Her family describes her as shy. Her um, a blue shoe similar to Marianne's was found at the... S- Spy Speyside. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out how to say all these. S P E Y S I D E. Speyside, I think, area near Highway 25 between Milton and Acton. Uh, investigators had a suspect who was convicted, um, who was a convicted pedophile. He took his own life in 1990. And then it has a couple resources. Wow, that was a hard so one. So by the looks of it, it was the suspect committed suicide. Yeah, but that's not like they don't it, know mean, if it's if it's him per se. Like they just suspect him of being right. the yeah. the person that maybe have taken this uh child. Um yeah, sorry that that one was the last one. That one was You hey, you wanted to save that wow, one for last. You that, wanted to save for that one for last. I'm so sorry. And looking at the comments as well or like replies, I guess. Uh, one person said, I hate it when the sons, the suspect commits suicide. Was it in custody or was it unrelated to the case? Yeah. And then another person replied and said, uh, he was a man living in Burlington when Marianne went missing. The media called him Mr. X in air quotes, and he was never named. In 1972, he was arrested for trying to force a 17-year-old into his car, but she broke free. Mm. He was charged with kidnapping and assault, but the charges were dropped why i don't understand but it was uh it was suspected that he assaulted two victims age three and nine. Oh my god between 1971 and 1978 but they came forward in 1990 and he took his own life hmm. mm. wow i'm lost for words now like i don't know i don't know what to say Oh, there's another one here that says, why would a convicted pedophile ever be released? Or was this conviction after her her disappearance? Um, This person replied and said, I don't think he was ever convicted or suspected of pedophilia when he was alive. He was only caught once. His victim was 17 years old and the charges were dropped, as we were just talking about. Mm. Uh, He is assumed, assuming he's guilty in a couple bullet points, one, Marianne went missing uh, first in 1967. Maybe she was his first victim and he got lucky to get away with it. Maybe there were more victims, but no one knows about them. Two, uh, in 1972, he attempted to force a teenager into his car, but she got away and then he gets caught. Um, But the charges were dropped. I don't know why. Uh, Maybe they didn't have enough evidence or the victim didn't want to go into trial. Yeah. Three, between 1971 and 1978, he assaulted two children, ages three and nine years old. Um, They didn't come forward until 1990, and that is when he killed himself. So no closure for those poor victims. 
If I had to guess, I would have to say that he probably wasn't a suspect until after he was dead. Yeah. And they started investigating his criminal history. Right. And then, and that's what and that's what I kind of get upset because like what if it's not him that did this to this individual like that did this to this specific kid? Right. Yeah, he was a horrible human being. Not even human. Fuck that person. Um and I don't care if you're offended by that cuz I'm sorry. I don't I two two things, okay? If you hurt a child, fuck you, okay? You're disgusting. You're not human. Second, if you hurt animals, you're disgusting. I fucking hate you. Um, and I'm not sorry about that either. Um, I hate that they just assume that it might have been him. But like, what if it's someone else? And what if they're still doing it? Yeah. You know, like, obviously not now. But like, I'm saying at the time. Yeah, I'm saying like, actually investigate, actually figure it out don't just assume oh because they have like this pattern right it might be them you know but like what if it's not what if it's like someone else that is running free doing the same damn thing and i can't even be mad at the police because what if they did do everything right right because i don't know all that information but like we don't know both sides we just know the side of some stranger on the internet yeah but like it's like ugh, it's hard it's so hard Especially when it deals with kids and like, I don't know, it, it, it I get triggered because I love kids, you know, I, I love people and hearing certain things, it just, it, it's hard to listen to and it, it, I have no words, honestly, and I feel so sorry for their families and I, I, I hope they get closure and I hope things you know get found out and and their cases are no longer cold but um yeah it, it's hard and and i hope everyone that's listening um you take care of yourselves and and you know teach your kids to be careful because the the world is not safe there are some morally corrupt individuals in this world and some of them don't give a fuck about anybody you know and I, I, I hope I hope parents and like people just just take care of themselves and also like make sure you watch your kids, especially with the Internet being around. Make sure you watch them, but don't hover over them. Just make sure they know stranger danger. And I feel like people forget nowadays that even a pretty face can be a bad person. Mm -hmm. And please do don't assume that if someone looks nice, that they're nice, right? Tell your kids, like, if you don't know them, don't talk to them. Don't get in the car with them. Don't, just because you think you know them in the internet, don't go and meet them if it's not in a public space. Yeah. Don't, don't do certain things that will put yourself in, in danger. And I hope the world gets better, but it's hard to say because, like I said, there are very immoral corrupt individuals in the world and we can't change that um mm -hmm. but these these stories were really heavy i don't know what what, you, what do you think sarah because they were heavy for me they were they were heavy and it's just like and of course reminding everybody once again obviously we don't mean any disrespect towards like the families yeah. and the friends or anyone like that was involved or historically involved um, we're just reading stories on the internet. Um, and, but yeah, no, I think they are certainly very heavy and it's very, so I, I didn't really plan for any of these yeah. to be like relating to specifically children, yeah. but that kind of seemed to be cycling around children mostly. Yeah. Um, and it's incredibly messed up that, cause I even know, and my mom has instilled this into my brain ever since I was a kid where it's like basically like stranger danger even yeah. if they're friends like even if they're like my parents is friends my mom mm. has always told me like even if one of my like yours or like me or like your dad's friends if they ever come up to you and say hey you want to ride home from school always say no like things like that my mom is mm. already was kind of like instilling that into brain to our brains sorry yeah. at a young age and yeah, as parents, I mean, I'm not a parent, but I can, I'm sure I can tell all the other parents though, that yeah. 
watch out for your kids, watch yeah. out for yourself. It's never too early to have conversations like this because no. society yeah. is evolving and yeah. changing and not in the way that we want it to. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a that was a tough one. Yes. Yeah. So on a more positive yeah. note, with yeah. leaving it on some good advice, let's talk about our social media uh, for a yes. hot minute. <laughs> so talk about our social media. We have two. We got two of them. Um, we got Instagram and we got Twitter. Our Instagram is no one else podcast and our Instagram is no one else underscore podcast. We post every Friday. What did I say something wrong? <laughs> did you say Instagram Instagram? Did I? Or did you say Instagram Twitter? I thought I said Instagram Twitter. I thought I thought I said Twitter Instagram. Okay. I okay. In be. case in case I did mess up, I'm gonna save my ass and save fix it. So our I'm wrong again. I think you might be, and yeah. I'm just forgetful. Literally, I talk without thinking. <laughs> that is how my brain works. I talk without thinking. Okay. It's just to save my own ass here. I'm going to fix my fuck up if I did fuck up. But our Sorry if you didn't. <laughs> our uh Twitter is no one else podcast and our Instagram is no one else underscore podcast. I'm pretty sure that's what I said earlier, but just to verify because I don't think Lola was listening and neither was I. Because I don't listen to myself when I talk. I just start spewing shit. Yeah, sorry if you didn't mess up. My bad. I was still on the stories. <laughs> I will listen to this back when I do editing, and then I'll and then I'll be listening. I'll be like, mm, yeah, I did she, say that right. She just was deaf, <laughs> deaf. Lola's just deaf. <laughs> no, um, guys, she's gonna yell at me right after this. She's gonna go back and yell at me. Um, help me think it. <laughs> so, so dramatic. I was, yeah, in here, I'll just like be like, okay, bye everyone. You listen to no one else. Go like, goodbye. Whatever. Hit end of record, and then all of a sudden I'll be like. <gasps> Whoa! You fucking idiot! Just kidding. <laughs> no, that's what she's gonna do, guys. Help me. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> that might be true. That might be true. No, she's scared to do that to me. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, because you would fight me back. You'd punch me in my throat. You'd punch me where it hurts. I'll punch you in your throat. Yeah. 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 You'd be like, Sarah, don't you dare try to fucking fight me. You wanna fucking go? You wanna go? Bam! And then I would be on the floor crying. <laughs> my short ass off. Bam! <laughs> You'd probably trip me and then poke me in my eyes. <laughs> You'd do something like that. Yo. Okay, we're getting distracted. Yeah, we are. We are. Oh my god. So um, that was our social media. Yeah, it was. Wow, what a great segue. <laughs> uh, we post every Friday. Yep. Yep. So um. That's why you're listening to this on a Friday. That's why you're listening to this on a Friday. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyways. And you've listened to No, no One else. else. What a crazy day. Wow. <laughs> it was up and down and upside down. And upside down. Yes. I, that sounded quite nice. That was quite smooth. Yeah, it was. Okay, bye guys. Okay, bye. <laughs> Catch you next week. Bye. <laughs>